This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad and we're joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on? What is going on? I mean we are T-minus pretty much a month before um, uh, we got to Japan, myself and my partner, and uh, I haven't planned a single thing apart from the flights. <laughs> oh, I did experiment with an eSIM. Uh, in Belgrade or Belgrade, uh, as they seem to call it, e-sim. or spell it, uh, an eSIM where uh, you put an extra SIM in your in your phone, uh, but it's not like a physical SIM, so it doesn't replace the one that you've already got in there. Uh, mm. And it seemed to work really well in Belgrade, out and about. Um, you just add it in, and it just gives you data, so you can keep your old phone number, you can keep your old uh, like contact stuff, like WhatsApp and things like that, but you just um, add an eSIM over the top of it, which means you don't write... You can still be contacted on your phone, you can mm. still do this, you can still do that, but all of the data services come through a different uh, network. So um, I think that's probably what I'm going to do for, for How for do you Japan. put it in? How you do, literally, how do you, you in? literally just load up an app and it does it all automatically for you. It's really Ooh. good. It's a really good idea. So it means you don't have to change your phone number when you're out, out and about places, um, and data just gets served on a different network with a different SIM. And it doesn't have its own phone number, it's just a data SIM. So, it's just uh, some sort of sponsorship that you haven't told me about. No, no. Uh, we'd love a sponsorship right now, Chris. We'd love <laughs> yeah. a fucking sponsorship. Please give us all the eSIM yeah, money. Yeah, please give us the eSIM money. But, uh, yeah, uh, oh, that sounds cool, though. Air Arlo. It's about I, I time. Use, but there are different companies that do it. But uh, my mate, What's it called? Air Arlo. A-L-O. Uh, they do Japan. They do pretty much everywhere in the, in the world. But um, it certainly works in Belgrade. Might not work in Japan, but uh, I'll, give it, uh, I'll give it a good college try. Rather than dealing with an extra SIM that I've got to put in, remember where I put my old SIM, and uh, all, all those little Wi-Fi pebbles that we used to get back in the day um, that get really hot and the batteries last about five bloody minutes. So hopefully well, uh, that, that'll work for us. Well, if it's good for Belgrade, it's good, good for, for Tokyo. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Uh, Interesting. The power of technology. While you've been yeah. dicking about with eSIMs and going to Serbia, <laughs> I went to a family restaurant the other day. Do you know well, Coco? You know there's like all these family restaurants in Japan like Saizeria, Coco's, right. Gusto, Jonathan's, etc. Jonathan's. Uh, Jonathan's. It's American <laughs> one. I went to Coco's, which is, uh, it's called Kokosu. And mm. it's kind of, uh, they do like Hamburg, Hamburg, which is just like a big thick piece of beef Hamburg. Right. But okay. Basically a hamburger without the bap. 
and that's okay. Hamburg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's their specialty. Hamburg. It's good. It's oily. It but they they replaced the staff with a robot, oh, and I've right. never seen this before. And I was very skeptical. And I was sitting there. Uh, I was sitting there with a friend, and we ordered the food. And then you hear the music. You hear dip dip diddle dip 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 diddle diddle dip. Oh, that's dear. Like, what the fuck is that? And then this big wheelie robot comes around the corner like a crappy robot wall <laughs> and it's got like four wheels and it's basically just a big fucking tray with a face on it like a, a, a three-tier tray right mm. kind of like what they use on a uh, airplane to mm. wheel the food down the cabin right nice and it turns up it's playing the music it's got a little touch screen on it it sort of sings it gets to your table and it's like take the food desk take the take food take the food like, dickhead yeah. eat the food dickwad <laughs> and you have to sort of take it off and hit a button it's like arigato gozaimasu and the music kicks Ooh. off again and it just drives off Sexy. it was quite good hmm. it's the future Pete it's well, here can you, not, you can like, experience it for yourself but I guess with um, restaurants with limited menus you know fast food restaurants and stuff it's perfect mm. but like it, I think in a in an unfamiliar environment, it's sort of nice to ask questions about the food, isn't it? Even though they frequently don't, they're not able to answer. <laughs> oh well, the, the the staff were there to take the order, and the robot there was just to deliver it. Right. So oh, okay. You kind of get around that. Here's yeah. the food. It was a good idea. Get it out of my guts. Pull the food out of my guts. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked, and I think it's a cool way of like cutting staff. And probably saving cool. money what a at cool, the same time. Cool way of cutting staff. Those <laughs> oh, annoying staff. <laughs> no, I, I think I I don't know. I feel like the staff that work in there looked quite happy to have this robot doing all the donkey work, just right. carrying the food yeah. around. Yeah, I got the impression they liked the robot. I got the impression that he liked the robot. Good stuff. <laughs> it's trying to sound like Bob Iger. What, what's wrong with me? What have I turned into? I get the sense. We don't need editors. Like, we use robots. Yeah, I, I get the sense that we'll just get rid of these people. <laughs> I I think what we've learned though, doing this podcast for years, often talking about robots in Japan, mm. is for the most part, robots should stay in people's imaginations because practically they are pretty useless and rubbish. Like take the SoftBank robot, Pepper, mm. yeah, which is a big robot on wheels. It drives around. It talks as moving arms and a tablet. And it's shit, and it does nothing. <laughs> and it's kind of like fun to take an iPhone selfie with, take a little photo on Instagram. But like, other than that, it's hell, it's just useless. Yeah, okay. Give me a real person. And every single time, it's just like, let's have people. Let's just use people. Mm. This is the one time I thought, well, it means someone doesn't have to carry all the food around. Yeah. And it, I think it's rather that they got this robot as a way of like helping the staff rather than getting rid of the staff. Although I do worry... One day there might be no staff, and that would be <laughs> rubbish. Because we also saw that doesn't work at a convenience store in Tokyo that piloted that idea last year. Mm. Uh, during COVID, they tried to cut staff and replace them with a screen. And that wasn't so good. We've got a story this week from KiwiLand, um, and it begins. Dear Crunchy Chris and Puffy Pete, recently I rewatched your video discussing scams, which made me recall an unfortunate incident for my first solo trip to Japan in 2016. I was visiting Sensoji Temple on my very first day, as it was conveniently located near my hostel. Uh, as I explored, I found myself in the far corner of the temple grounds when a bald monk in robes waved at me and attempted to converse with me in broken English. The monk claimed he was seeking donations for the temple, and rather oddly, for world peace. <laughs> Why is that odd? Why is that odd? Some people want to have peace. Uh, he handed me a book filled with the names of other foreigners, urging me to add my own. 
As I reached into my wallet to contribute some cash, I contemplated the appropriate amount to donate. What a, what a conundrum. How much to fund world peace? 50 quid? 100 quid? Uh, however, before I could decide, the monk took it upon himself to point at the 10,000 yen note that I had in my wallet. <laughs> oh, God. Oh dear. That's quite a lot of money. That's, yeah. uh, that's a lot of money for yeah. world peace. It's yeah. about $70. Today's exchange rates. The previous day in New Zealand, I'd exchanged $500, uh, 500 New Zealand dollars for yen without paying much attention to the exchange rate. The monk persisted, insisting that the donation should be 10,000 yen, emphasising the other names in the book as proof. Oblivious to the actual value of the note, I handed it over. No! And the monk bowed graciously before <laughs> swiftly departing. I wonder where that... Cackling. <laughs> well, peace, yeah, a whole bottle of vodka. Only later, <laughs> as I sat down to reflect on the incident, did I realise the potential deception behind mm. the monk's request. It was through my subsequent research, <laughs> discovering the true value of the note and the existence of scams involving individuals posing as monks, that I came to the realisation that I had unwittingly made somebody's day. Curiously enough, a week later, while walking through Tokyo Station, another monk approached me. Uncertain if this was another scammer, I quickly informed him that I needed to catch the train and hurried away uh, without looking back. All the best, Chris from Kiwiland. He wrote that, not me. <laughs> and uh, funding world peace, one step at a time. Mm. What do you make of that, Pete? Well, Is, I'm, was I'm, it real? I'm was so sorry. I'm so sorry. Sorry, Chris, that you went through that. It kind of reminds me of my weekend in Belgrade in that uh, uh, we got a taxi from the uh, airport and that guy scammed us so hard. Uh, oh, we had like well, a $70, $70 taxi almost uh, on the nose that should have cost about 20 if that. Um, very Jesus. annoying. There's very little recourse once they've got you know your suitcases in the back of the of the car, so they've kind of got you. It's not like you can just sort of throw money and F off. It's just, mm. you know, they're, they're, they've already got your stuff and, you know. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm a, I'm a give seventy pound away as well. Turns out it's, it sucks, man. It that makes you sort of like doubt everything else in your. You feel like you've, you feel a bit like you've um, let yourself down. I think with stuff like that. So um, unlucky, unlucky. It is depressing. Like mm. but it's, it's a sad scam that people would take on the appearance of a monk like yeah. that and scam people. I've never you actually... can't trust a monk. Who can you trust? Well, yeah, exactly. It kind of <laughs> is kind of depressing and. I think, actually, this is a scam we've heard the least about. Um, mm. In fact, we've never had a story like this before, I don't think, in all the years we've done this. I know this scam exists, but I've never known where and how it goes down. Mm. So, And I'm not surprised it happens at Sensoji Temple, given the tourism footfall there. Um, I'd love to go... We should just go around there with a camera and just try and find... A monk, the monk, and then I'll probably actually harass a real monk and get arrested. Well, what, one of my <laughs> one of my favourite uh, travel uh, YouTubers, YouTubers is like uh, that bloke in Prague who just goes around and points out all of the scams, and because it's Prague. I mean, it's there's a lot of them. <laughs> there's a lot of them. Good God. People who sell fake weed products, uh, cash uh, exchanges. Like, he just goes around and just sort of basically... His job is to just stop tourists falling foul of little little tricks and stuff. Jesus. But if you're approached by a random blog who's going, don't go in there, it's a trick. I'm going, you're a trick. You're trying to trick me. Everyone's trying yeah. to trick me. I'm leaving. <laughs> I mean, when I was in China, I think I got scammed. Attempt- well, I don't think I fell for any scams, but right. there was a lot going on. And, yeah. like, you've really got to be, you know, on your feet, really careful in China. One guy, I was got, on my first day in China, I was really jet-lagged and destroyed. It was, like, June, so it was formidably hot, yeah. like, 35, 36 degrees. And I got in, like, a rickshaw with some driver, with a friend. 
and um, the destination we were going, it, it was about $7. It should have mm. cost about $7. And we confirmed this with the driver. I was like, yeah, I, th- I can't remember what the currency was, but I was like, yeah, $7, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he drove us there, and we got out, and he went, $70. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, yeah, $70. And we were like, no, 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 that's that's not how this works. <laughs> You've just, you can't times 10 on the actual price that we agreed. And it was, it was you know, a joke price. And um, we, my friend and I was sort of stumped. We didn't really know what to do. And we got out the rickshaw and we were sort of standing there and debating. And the, this guy, like, got out and, like, grabbed my leg and was like, please, please. And I was like, oh, I should probably give him more than $7. And then as we were going to do it, he, like, stuffed his hand. Well, like, my friend and I were talking. and mm. I had my wallet out in my hand. And he very slowly put his hand into my wallet and started pulling out the notes while I was, like, talking to my friend without really noticing. <laughs> and then I looked down, and he'd already got his hand on, like, like $30, $40. And we had to sort of slap his hand and be like, no, what the fuck are you doing? Right. And he was like, please, please, please. And then he grabbed my leg and <laughs> just, leg. for some reason, his legs... He, he, his legs weren't working. I don't right. know. He, he claimed to be disabled, and that's why he said he needed the money. Right. And that's, I think that's why my friend and I debated over giving him more money, right? Um, but after this, like, thievery at Point Blank, we were like, no, here's your fucking $7. Go away. Mm. But he wouldn't let go of my leg. And it got <clears> to the <throat> point that I was dra- literally dragging him down the street it's in like, London Square. It's a bad it was really, It didn't look good. I was culture-shocked. I was dead. I was confused. I was dehydrated. <laughs> and this man was just grasping my leg while I dragged him down a street. And I got to, <laughs> he couldn't speak English. I mm. couldn't speak Chinese. But I was literally pointing at his rickshaw like 100 yards away, being like, it's going to get nicked, mate. You get, better get back there. <laughs> and uh, eventually he let go. But fuck me. That was like my first day just in intense, China. It's just of a that, bit intense, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> so Japan scams a few and far between yeah. uh, for the most part. But beware of these monks. Beware not to get robbed or coaxed into giving away astonishing amounts of money mm. for dubious causes. Uh, we've got a story this week. Uh, that involves tourists doing naughty things, though. On the oh. other side, the flip side, uh, bad tourists. Pete, fill us in what went down at a 1,200-year-old temple in Japan. Yeah, well, this is one of the stories that actually cut through to um, like the BBC website and a couple of other places. Um, a teenage tourist has um, carved their name into some seriously old wood. Um, a teenager has been questioned by police oh, after he allegedly carved his name into a wooden pillar of an 8th century Japanese temple. I, I mean, it says allegedly here, and I guess technically we do have to fall in line with that particular um, stipulation, but... The 17-year-old from Canada wrote Julian on a pillar at the Toshidaiji uh, Kondo, a UNESCO World Heritage Site, uh, uh, with his nail, apparently. Sharp nails. Um, The incident took place in the temple uh, last week. Uh, The teenager later questioned uh, on suspicion of violating the cultural properties protection law in uh, Japan. He will not be deterred, but an investigation will continue. Um, The the, the child is, uh, the 17-year-old is unnamed, um... If I was going to speculate as to his name, I think we could probably speculate as to what his name might be. Uh, but the boy uh, later reportedly said he had no intention of harming Japanese culture. The Buddhist temple was constructed in the 8th century and was designated it as a World Heritage Site in 1998. I, you, you, When you sort of get a bit old, you start to sort of think, like, if as a parent, like, how would I deal with the fallout from that situation? Obviously, a massive media no circus... <laughs> 
<laughs> pocket money. No pocket uh, money. Don't give him lines, <laughs> right? He'll 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 go back. Um, but like, I do sort of think like, what a what a terrible <laughs> thing nails. for that child. He's seventeen. What a terrible thing for that. Ch- and it's not great behaviour, but to have the circus that would accompany doing something like that, uh, and to be given to be treated uh with the sort of like you know disgust that 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 he surely must have been treated with by people who'd seen it people who are, are in the media uh he will be hounded uh by by the press um what a what a what a difficult situation for his parents to deal with i think it's fair to say um but um, the moral of the story the moral yeah. of the story don't have children don't have children, yes. Don't have children, um, <laughs> let, but but if you do, denail them. Remove their nails. And then they can't harm UNESCO World Heritage With sites. With pliers. It seems, yeah, yeah. It's, uh... I mean, I, it's unfortunate. I mean, this 8th century Japanese temple... Let's face it, it's probably built five years ago or yeah. renovated with new... Like, most Japanese structures aren't there from the 18th, from the 8th century. No. Nevertheless, what a prick. Why would you do this? <laughs> well, it just, I really fucking annoys when people do this. Like, I do think people should be punished. I'm not talking, like, daily male justice, I'm remove gonna, his fingers, I'm gonna, chop his hands well, off. I'm going I'm fi- to find your studio when I'm over. And I'm gonna get a big one of those Donaldson. big. Lo- I'm gonna get one of those big locks that you see on uh, like it's Italian or Parisian um, benches <laughs> and uh, bridges, and I'm gonna put a lot of locks all over it. Brilliant, said Pete forever twenty three. Love you, Pete forever, <laughs> Pete forever. I mean, this is like hot off the hills of that guy uh, Ivan, right in um, Ivan. Rome, yeah, who very stupidly carved his name. Into the wall of the Colosseum. Yeah. Uh, t- a and that is 2,000 years old. Yeah. I'm not saying Colosseum trumps 8th century Japanese temple. It's not top trumps of shit vandalism. But, the, uh, the you know, everyone was pretty pissed by this. The Colosseum has stood yep. there 2,000 years. Yeah. And the 27-year-old fitness instructor uh, from Bristol... He faces up to five years in prison and a twelve thousand eight hundred pound, fifteen thousand euro fine mm. after being filmed defacing the amphitheatre. And I think the fact he's got filmed doing it uh, yeah. probably didn't help. I don't know if Julian got lucky and nobody filmed him defacing a pillar. I mean, he, he wrote like so. Ivan wrote Ivan and Haley twenty three with a key into into a wall and. Ugh. There are loads of examples of people doing this 2,000 years ago that people get very excited about. Oh, isn't this cool? <laughs> Ivan and Haley are just, you know, put, putting their mark on a 2,000-year-old monument. <laughs> <laughs> the wall of the God. Colosseum. You think, like, some some peasants in the Colosseum wouldn't be doing the same thing 2,000 years ago? Come on, get real. Ivan just trying to find his little place in, in the world, in history. <laughs> Find his little place in the Find world. I mean, place in the world in history. I don't know. I think people like this need to be fined at least something and made a, a bit of an example of to right. prevent others from doing it. Oh. And, you know, just take the keys oh, off them. Totalitarian. No keys. You're not allowed to lock your door for ages. <laughs> <laughs> there was a more serious. I mean, this this is you know, I I don't know if the this vandalism was a big deal or made a big deal out of because they were foreign. I'm sure some. Japanese yeah. folks have done this as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I do know there was, uh, I think, some Korean tourists a few years ago wrote their name in. I think a lot of people actually wrote their name in the uh, bamboo, in the Arashiyama forest in right. Kyoto. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you carve into the bamboo, it often kills the tree and makes it 
well, you had to sort of pull the whole tree down. So it was a really big deal as well. So right, okay. No, it's just sad. It's just just annoying. Don't do it. It seems like just please don't vandalise. Oh, yeah, it just seems like just just find a beach, right, right in the sand. It's not going to be there forever. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Find a crab. <laughs> find a crab. Find draw on a crab. crab. Yeah, draw on a crab. Haley, if, if you take nothing away from this show, draw on exactly. a crab. <laughs> and it'll be mobile as well, so it's like a walking ad. Yeah, so if you can advertise. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, a Broadband podcast. By by the by the bre- by the breastfeeding Chris Broadbook. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it finds its okay. way into one of those ho- uh, hotel uh, restaurants floating around in the in the water. Big lobster with well, with Chris tits right <laughs> on the back. <laughs> and let's let's swiftly move on to the fax machine. We'll be back to some moment, guys. With your stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile. slash switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And we're back with the fax machine. <laughs> what have we got this week from our listener? Listeners, rather, Mr. Dalton. There's one listener now. During, during that advert, you, had a little, you just sort of theatrically stopped and gave yourself a little scratch. What's just going on? What's going on? Uh, not, <laughs> what am I not, supposed to do? Well, I don't know. It just seemed, it just seemed like really theatrical. You started scratching your shoulder. It was, it was cool. Uh, Shahiran. Hello, Shahiran. Uh, hello, carcinogenic Chris and Pure Pete. I'm uh, Shahiran from Singapore. On Google Maps, you can uh, choose the route you would like to take from point A to point B. I would like to take a more scenic drive along the coast of Kanagawa on the way to Mount Fuji. Would this be advisable? Or should I just stick to the route predetermined by Google Maps? Keep the good work, Shahiran. Thank you for your message. Shahiran, uh, uh, you can drag, you can sort of have the point to point thing, and then you can sort of move. If you grab the line between, you can kind of grab it and sort of go, I want to go this way. Can't you? And that tells you how to do it. Uh, it sounds like a, a Google Maps question. Sounds like a, a Google Japan Maps question. question. <laughs> uh, I think you can. But the could, coastal route. Yeah. Could you do the t- coastal route to uh, Mount Fuji? 
across you the can. Tennis. It's like three times longer. It's a nice, it's, yeah. you know, it's an all right route, mm. but there's lots of little towns. It's a bit of an endless drive. Right, okay. It's nice, it's nice, mm. but it's, it's three times longer. Yeah, So yeah, you've got to weigh that up, you know. Um, Fair dues. Yeah, do it, though. Do yeah. it. Do it. Drag, drag the back. Google Map thing. Drag it. Drag the Google Maps. Drag it. Drag it. For crying out loud. Honestly. And there's a really nice route, actually. If you go if you go to Mount Fuji via Hakone, you can drive around this incredible, um, what's it called? The Hakone Skyline or something? Right. And it's this stunning private uh, road. You have to pay like a toll. It's kind of like a toll road. Mm. Um, but it goes over the sort of ridge of this um, caldera. Because Hakone is kind of like in a caldera, in this like volcano, mm. which is really cool. And I didn't realise that until I was above it. But you could drive on this like skyline and it goes over Hakone so you can look down into the caldera at Hakone and then on your left you've got Mount Fuji there before you. And if you saw the recent um, RV video I did with Charla at the end we're just like with the RV overlooking Fuji that's where we filmed it. So right. try and find that route. I think it's called the Hakone skyline. I'll look it up in a minute. Um, in fact I'll look it up now and Pete can read the next question. Go All on, right, Pete. then. Okay. Uh, dear Courageous Chris and Peppy Pete, uh, Yuko, my, this is from someone called Michael from Toronto. Uh, Yuko, my Japanese girlfriend, and I have been dating for over three years. On July 24th, I'll be flying to Japan to meet her family for the first time and ask for their blessing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, do you have any advice that you can give uh, me on how to pro- proceed about asking for the blessing? Do it on a crab. Write the, write the message. <laughs> write the message on a crab. Um, if it all goes well, I have planned three potential areas that I may propose to her. Mount uh, Inasayama, the night view, Shibuya Sky, night view upon our return back to Tokyo, or the fireworks festival on August the 11th. On uh, on return back to our Tokyo, we'll be dressed in yukatas. Um, I would love to uh, hear your thoughts on these places. Thank you for your help, and I'm looking forward to hearing from you both. Michael from Toronto. Um, yeah, I mean, let's hope, Michael, you're not listening to this in earshot of your partner, but uh, uh, well done, well done. <laughs> Well done, you. Well done. <laughs> Big, a bit stuff. of a giveaway. Yeah. I, first of all, it was the Hakone Skyline. It so was. I was right. Yeah. Okay, good. See? You didn't need to read that out didn't after all. <laughs> and, I mean, that's quite, it's three interesting areas, really. Yeah. Mount Inasayama, that's the observation deck overlooking Nagasaki. Okay. Which we filmed at Journey Across Japan, the last episode of season three. Mm. Uh, really nice view. Nagasaki's kind of cool. The second place, Shibuya Sky. I've never been up there, but I know it's extremely busy. The queue is always like five hours yeah. or something. And I don't think anybody would say yes to a proposal if they've had to stand in a queue for three hours first. I would be like, <laughs> no, I'm not fucking marrying you. <laughs> it's okay, yeah. <laughs> so don't do that. Uh, the Fireworks Festival's cool, but it's very stressful. Again, lots of queuing, mm. lots of crowds. Out of those three, Mount Inasayama, Nagasaki, that gets my vote. Because mm. you've got the mountain to yourself. You've got a beautiful view over Nagasaki, and you can have some traditional Nagasaki food, mm. whatever that is. I don't really know what they eat in Nagasaki. It's like a, it's actually like a Chinese dish. Right, okay. Some sort of Chinese uh. dishy thing. Dishy I can thing. never remember the name. Right. Champura? Champuru? Maybe it's oh. called that. I, d- I don't know. Yeah. I, I, if you don't know, I certainly don't know. Yeah. Go there. Um, what do you think, though? Where would you go? Where would you go, Pete? I, I do like that lookout. I've been in the uh, Nagasaki bit, but uh, I think that would be... Um, a bit of a banger, to be honest. I, I, I don't. What about Nigata kind of... Saki Factory? 
Oh yeah, I think yeah, Barrockholic, uh, Barrockholic, <laughs> uh, on one of those Pokemon manhole covers uh, in the middle of um, Shibuya, <laughs> uh, uh, in the little uh, Campari bar, uh, Gas Panic uh, next door, uh, <laughs> just the Basketball Street, <laughs> the Love Hotel District. Uh, yeah, the Love Hotel District. Do it there in front of a, a French style uh, townhouse. It's <laughs> also where people go to fuck. Well, and what better way to celebrate getting proposed to? Yeah, exactly. Marriage yeah. Than a love it. No, don't, don't do me. that. Don't, don't do ever that. listen don't to Vic Dawson. Right on a crab bed. Right on a fucking crab bed. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm really glad I proposed in front of Durdle Door mm. in Dorset. That lovely like door, and I, because I, I always yeah. think of that door now a lot. Yeah. That's very nice. literative as well. It is the door to the big, our big question on Journal Door. It's the big door of our <laughs> relationship. You absolute nerd. I hate it's called Journal Door. I'm surprised you got a yes, to be quite frank, with stuff like with content like that <laughs> coming out of your mouth. It's true. <laughs> uh, you know, I, why not do it overlooking Mount Fuji? Yeah. Like, uh, it might be a bit of a cliche, but Fuji's nice. You need. I think it's really nice with a natural landmark. Right, rather yeah. than like just lots of buildings yeah. or some fireworks with lots of screaming people. Um, what is? Yeah, yeah. What is? Try and pick a natural landmark. Is there Fuji. kind of like if you're not climbing Mount Fuji, is yeah. it like nice to visit near there to look at Mount Fuji? Oh, it's amazing! Right, yeah. Where yeah. would you go for that? Uh, uh, wherever I went in the RV video that I All did right. last month, All I can't right. I'll there's that. a lake. Lake. Oh, um, Yamanaka. Uh, Yamanaka. Lake, lake Yamanaka. Something. Yeah. That one. There's a few go there. there. Right, okay, go there. Lake Kawa- I mean, Kawaguchi is the most popular, right? And there's mm. some really nice Ryokans. That's the most popular spot. Lovely Ryokans overlooking Fuji there. Mm. That could be a good contender. Right. Kawaguchi. Um, mm. Yeah. Go there. Okay. Marriage. Good. Let's marriage there. Let's marriage and, there. <laughs> that, sounds and, like, uh, that sounds like a hat you'd buy in uh, the, the, the 100 yen shop. <laughs> <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Or, yeah, that's, it. that's all I can think about. Do that. Go there, Michael. Do that. But wherever you go, go Michael, best of luck to you. Yeah. If not Mount Fuji, then uh, Mount Inasayama, the night view of Nagasaki. It's a cracker. Yeah. It's a good place, that. Yeah. Uh, and one last question from Sheer in Washington. He says, Ellie, Chris, and Pete, I'm an amateur photographer and bringing my Canon Mark 50, uh, sorry, M50 Mark II with Ooh. me on the trip. Uh, I'm trying to pack super light in a backpack and a messenger bag and contemplating bringing only one lens. If you had to carry just one lens for all your photography, what would you carry? Thank you so much, Sheer in Washington State. Uh, that's a really good question. If it's for, t- for photography, hmm. um, 24 to 70, if you could do a zoom lens, because then you can get a nice range. Right. Um, if you want a prime lens, I'd go for either 24 or 35. Um, but yeah, I recommend something with a little bit of zoom. Right. Something like a 24 to 70. Right. What about you, Mr. Dawson? What would you take? I know oh, you're you know me, I'm a real camera. lens guy. Um, mm. to what, I've got. what have I got here? I didn't have a camera. Oh. He loves his camera. Look at this. I got... Um I got an old Nikon uh, jobby in 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 here, right? Um, That's so big, Pete. What it's is so that? Old. Well, it's so it's very old. Look at what the um, look at what the uh, media is. Oh, do I actually get this media? Open? <laughs> it's actually quite hard to figure out. It's an old um, 
Those little old what, uh, transcend ones. What is that? You know the little. They they kind of uh, big big lads. It only holds four gigabytes. It's like a. Uh, mm. uh, it used to have. Um, it was. It used to. Uh, I repurposed uh, a Keanu Reeves John Wick Chapter Two interview. Um, when you used to do interviews, <laughs> you'd get given these kind of like really old, not SD cards, but like what they used before, mm. compact flash or something. I think they call it. Um, they'd give you like uh, they'd give you like an old four gigabyte card, and you'd uh, and it would come with your interview that you did with Keanu Reeves or whatever. Uh, but uh, which is great if you collect really old media <laughs> to use. Um, but, Basically, just uh, a CFast card, right? Yeah. CFast. That's old one, CFast, yeah. Big um, boy. It's the ones you used to be you used to find inside um, uh, Apple iPods. But this camera has uh, a special. Uh, they've taken the film off the the actual um, lens itself. The uh, the the mm. the. the, the, the um, sensor, um, and so that it's uh, basically it's it's got no polarizing. So it, I think I think that's called polarizing. Oh. Uh, so it's got um, so you can take um, IR pictures, infrared pictures. That's cool. Yeah. So there but you go. I mean, it is the bulkiest thing I've ever seen. Oh yeah, it's rubbish. Beat someone to death with that I camera. This, I mean, this lens. Haven't you got a good camera? Right? You've got a good little camera you carry around with you, don't you? I've got. I sold my um, Fujifilm XF or whatever it's called because um, I wasn't using it. But I do have a uh, um, a Street um, GR3, a um, Ricoh, oh, yeah. um, and I take all my pictures on that. It's good. It's a cracking little camera. I've also got a fucked up yeah, Sony, was, that, was, Sony um, ZF uh, vlogging camera for stack that I'm trying to get fixed. But uh, oh. Oh, the Sony warranty bloody thing is such a pain in the bum, nightmarish. What's the um, the, fu- the super duper Fuji film camera, the X one hundred V that everyone's on about, right? Fuji right. film, the little yeah, street punchy. camera. Yeah, I've been thinking about getting one of those, but mm. I did see a lot of people say get the Ricoh GR three. I just want like a pocket camera that I could carry around with it. All the Ricoh GR three is fucking photos. brilliant. I love it. What's so good about it? It's just, it just, it just does everything. Like all you need to do, set the focal distance to two and a half meters or two meters, and mm. just fucking bash away. Um, and it's, it's just quick. It's just quick. It's easy. It's pocketable. It's tiny. Doesn't pe- if you're doing street photography, no one really looks at it. I suppose it's kind of you know that that, that seems to be the big boon. Um, but yeah, it's just a it's just a cracking little cracking little thing. And I'm not a big camera guy, uh, but I do enjoy using that thing. Hmm. I'll check it out. Yeah. I, I do. I do want to get do. one. I'll probably get one. I want to treat myself. I want to celebrate the book by buying myself a present. Mm. And I've already got a lot of lenses, but I can still buy more cameras. Mm. I, I've got. It's a filthy addiction. What's wrong with me? Honestly, <laughs> I don't buy anything. <laughs> well, <laughs> buy do, lenses, lenses. lenses in particular do sort of keep their. Um uh, keep, they do uh, keep their value, keep their value. Yeah. so it's it's not a yeah. bad thing to Thank get into. Thank fuck for that, because I've bought an awful lot of lenses. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Love dear, that. oh dear. Have a great time, Sheer. But uh, yeah, the 24 to 70 zoom lens or like a 24 or 35 prime. Right. Hope that helps. Have a fantastic time in Japan. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in, guys, to broadjapanpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week. It's all over again. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days. And we'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Born Japan podcast. Bye for now. Farewell! Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. 
instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com